Hey stackers, happy Wednesday. We got a special show for you today. It is our replay of the stack, which was our live event a couple weeks ago. And man, did we have fun. But for those of you that weren't there, by the way, for those of you that were, thanks for coming. And uh, thanks for adding to the party. We had <laughs> such a great time hanging out. And I know from all of the feedback we got from everyone, it was definitely our best one yet. You're about to hear the audio, but I would say that the audio is probably two thirds of the fun. The other third was, uh, was just all the live chat stuff going on. So we're going to do another one this summer, but today we're going to play a replay of this. Now, if you weren't there, what you don't know is that the second that mom's neighbor, Doug next door, socially distancing over at his house began the show, his power went out and his power ended up being out by the way, for three hours, but we had no idea what the heck was going on. So at the beginning, you're going to hear this show gets off to an auspicious start. We have no, <laughs> we have no idea what's going on and we're just trying to get the show rolling. And then, uh, thank goodness, uh, both of our guests, uh, Allison and Frankie save us. But for links, by the way, to Allison Baggerly's budgeting resources, she'll reference Frankie Chalenza's great show, Struggle Meals, and more. Head to our show notes page, stackingbenjamins.com. All right, here it is, the mess that was the beginning of our stack event. That is fantastic. Live television. It's great. I can't see myself. I can't hear anything without a massive echo. And we've got no Doug. This is so awesome. <laughs> hey, everybody. I have video now and I can't get it to go up on the screen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weirdest open we've ever had of any event ever. I'm Joe Salsi. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And uh, so here's what happens. You practice the live open like seven times. You go through everything, and the second that you go live, Doug steps on the court and wrecks it all. So let's bring up our co-host for this evening. We've got a very special lineup. Let me tell you what Doug was going to say. we got a great lineup. Tonight, you're going to learn from a woman who not only paid off $100,000 in debt on a teacher's salary, but she also coaches over a quarter million people on Instagram and in her other channels how to do the same. Tonight, we're going to welcome Allison Baggerly to the show. And as if that's not enough, then we're going to go and do some awesome cooking. This guy was on the show about a year and a half ago on Labor Day weekend and helped us get ready. Frankie Chalenza is going to join us tonight. Frankie has this phenomenal show called Struggle Meals. He talks about so many awesome things about making meals that are less expensive, healthier, fun to make. And he also likes investing. So we got that in common, but to kick off tonight's show, let's uh, say hello. Hopefully we can get Doug back later. Let's uh, say hello to this guy, the gentleman way across the basement from me. It's Mr. OG. If I can get him on, it is amazing how everything worked until we hit go and now nothing is is absolutely working. 
I can see you. Now I only see me. So put yourself back on there because I'm not that good looking. I can see you. I can see me. And I can see the video. And we can get rid of the video. Oh, my goodness. How are you, dude? Struggle bust, man. <laughs> it's a struggle bust. I'm, I'm reading all the text messages from Doug. He, uh, he says this is an official strike. He demands more money and uh, may or may not make an appearance depending on whether or not we meet his demands. I don't know. I think, well, maybe I should have opened the glass of wine earlier. Maybe, maybe, maybe that should have happened. (laughs) It's, it's so great. The guy who's going to help us save the show tonight. He is, he is the host of the awesome inspired money podcast. He is our guest co-host. Mr. Andy Wong is going to join us. Andy. Hey guys. Tell us you're going to save this train wreck. I'm in New Jersey. Is, Is it okay if I don't wear a mask? Keith, by the way, <laughs> well, you're, yes. And as you can see, we've got Andy, we got OG way across the basement from me. We've got you in New Jersey. Um, how you been, man? I've been good. I've just been here in my own basement for about a year now. I, I like how Keith says, by the way, we're on the glide path to greatness. We start off slow and hopefully get better. That's why we've got you and then Allison and then Frankie with us. So tell everybody about the Inspire Budget. Inspire Budget. That's Allison. You're Inspire Budget. You guys like the Inspired Cousins, right? Yeah, we're, we're Inspired Siblings. So uh, great to be here. Inspired Money is my podcast. Been running for about three and a half years. Weekly show where we try to inspire and shift our listeners' uh, perspectives on money by hearing different guests, positive money stories. Maybe, so lots of fun. Maybe we should try to do that at some point. Inspire people. OG. that could, that could work. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> That's a lot to do. Hey, tonight, I uh, want to say hello to everybody hanging out with us. Hey, Kathy, Melissa, uh, Mill Cove caveman is here. Uh, Nicholas is here, uh, says to pay, to pay the man. You have no idea when he, when he wants to be paid in pretzels. That's the tough part. Uh, Todd is here with us. Uh, thought you would wear the bag, OG. Not wearing the bag tonight. Hasn't been a thing for a while, but uh, I invented the whole mask thing just so I, I should have trademarked it. You know, you should have figured. You should have left a lot of money on the table. I, yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I think about it all the time. Easiest path to success is low expectations. That is, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be our goal, man. Mission accomplished. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be our goal at this point. We're going to have a bunch of fun tonight. This episode is sponsored by state farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget. Well, look no further than state farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We've got, and I'm trying to get to my music. Uh, where the heck is my music? There's my music because. It's in the folder t- called this is, music. Oh, thank you. It's so great. A live For show. you, it's Muzak. We have, we have absolutely no idea. Uh, here we go. This should be the sound. Our first guest coming on. We have no music, but what the hell? Allison <laughs> Baggerly joining us. Allison, I oh got my no gosh. music. I was hoping you would sing. I, you you promised music. You should sing a song. I got, I got, it is the weirdest thing, Allison. Oh, you know what's weird? I'll mm-hmm. tell you what it is. When you move that, that slider up, guess what happens? Oh, there it is. There's my entrance music. Allison Baggerly, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm so happy you could join us because as I told you when I asked you to be on the show and you were so gracious Mm -hmm. to say, yes, you would. I've been following (laughs) you forever on Instagram and anybody that can take budgets and use their hands like this when they're (laughs) talking about (laughs) you totally do. Is that, is that just the school teacher in you or what? You know, it is. I taught school elementary school for 10 years. I'm a hand talker. Sometimes, you know, my husband has to stand six feet away from me, not because of, you know, COVID just because sometimes I might fling and, you know, you might hit him. him. You might hit I might, you yes. never know. Yes. You never know. Hey, let's talk about though, your business, because you have been, that's a great segue for me. Thank you. Because, <laughs> You're because, welcome. <laughs> because, because you've been so transparent about the fact that you and your husband on teacher mm-hmm. salaries got out of a hundred thousand dollars of debt. What type of debt was it by the way? It was mostly student loans and car loans. We actually, before we even really focused on that, my husband paid off some credit card loans as well, but it was a lot of debt, a lot of debt on two teacher salaries while growing our family as well. So kids in daycare and daycare is not cheap. I don't know if anyone's ever told you it is not cheap. It, it is not cheap. I remember we have twins no. and uh, I remember I'm, I'm so glad my kids are 25 now because that's where my hair went. <laughs> I mean, it was just it, so much money uh, to take. And we had mm-hmm. great daycare providers because you had to pay through for mm-hmm. great daycare providers. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of people, when they have a debt story, they have a lowest point, right? For, for, yeah. for you and your husband, when did you, when did the light bulb come on and you said, I got to change? <laughs> Um, you know, we got pregnant very quickly. We got married, got pregnant on our honeymoon and came back. And I was not, I was not prepared. I was not prepared to be a mom. Um, and it wasn't until we sat down and I thought, how much is daycare going to cost? And we realized that on our two teacher salaries with over $1,400 worth of minimum debt payments, we sat there at the kitchen table and realized that we could not afford daycare for our kid. We surely couldn't afford for me to be a stay at home mom, but even providing good daycare. And I was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't continue to live this life. Um, and you know, there were people that told us like, Oh, but you're two teachers. You'll, you'll always have debt. And I was like, no, we, I choose to write a different story. And so that lowest point was realizing that we were bringing this human into this world and the fear of not being able to provide for them. For some families, debt, 
means uh, also some mm. money fights. Did you and your husband fight about money? <laughs> oh, goodness. You did not tell me I was going to have to answer this question. You know, there were times. Absolutely. I mean, there are definitely these arguments and it's easy to let fighting about money stand in the way of making progress with your money, right? Because fighting about money and sharing money with someone and having these conversations can be very uncomfortable. And we tend to want to stay away from those uncomfortable conversations. So yeah, there were times where um, we had to learn about each other and our own spending habits, because I love to spend money. I am a spender and he is not. Yes, kids do equal expensive. I want to talk about that. Um, I love to spend money. And so there were times whenever I was spending money and he couldn't understand. And so those fights, although in the moment might have been painful, they eventually led us to creating boundaries in our marriage, not just between the two of us and the way we would talk to each other about money, but also with our spending habits so that we could reach our goals. Wow. So what was the first step <laughs> like climbing out of the hundred thousand dollars? What did you guys do first? You know, the first thing that we did was actually we didn't start paying off debt first because we were pregnant. And so our first thing was to save money. It was to really rein everything in. You know, we were out of control, out of control. And I say out of control, but we were two teachers. So we were not making a lot of money, but still most of our money was either going to debt, living or lifestyle and entertainment and eating out. So the very first thing that we did was we sat down and we said, okay, what are our spending habits? What is it that we need to rein back in and take back control of because something is not serving us. And if we want to reach these big financial goals that other people tell us are impossible, we have to have habits that serve us, not hurt us. Wow. The, the, mm -hmm. so from that point, so, but I love the fact that it began with a discussion about habits, right? And it began with a kind mm -hmm. of a framework because a lot of people think, as you know, cause you coach people all the time on this, yeah. they think it starts with, well, I pay off this credit card first, but I suppose no. if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Exactly. And the thing is, is I always say, if I could go back in time, I'd take the same amount of time because it took us four and a half years. This is not like some, I, I paid off $111,000 worth of debt in five months. And then you feel like crap about yourself because there's no way you can do that. Right. It took us four and a half years. And in the moment it felt like forever, it felt like forever, but in those four and a half years, our habits completely shifted right? Our habits no longer to write a budget became something that we did. It became someone that we were, it became the people that we were being able to question our spending no longer became this thing we had to do. It became the, the thing that we did without even thinking. And so that time period allowed us to really set in some really solid habits so that when we did pay off all of our debt, and then now both of our kids are out of daycare, right? We don't, increase our style of living, our standard of living. Instead, we say, oh my gosh, look at how much money we can save. And we are at peace with where we are in our life and how we spend our money. Wow. That's got to feel great. I mean, just that, it does. just that change mm -hmm. of, of who you are, but that's not a natural process though. That, that had to be building a habit over time. Yeah. It, it was, you know, and there were ups and downs along the road. And this is what I tell people paying off debt is, it is a journey. It is a roller coaster. It is not all going to go smoothly. There's going, there are going to be setbacks, but if you want to actually get to the point where you can enjoy your money fully and not have to owe some sort of credit card company or a car loan, right? You have to be consistent. And that looks like 
choosing every single month, even when it sucks, even when it's frustrating, even when you don't want to do it, it's choosing. I choose my future and my life over debt because truthfully, if I'm being 100% honest with you, Joe, 100%, that four and a half years in the moment, I really felt like, how am I ever going to make it through this? A small blip where I say it's a season of sacrifice, but Really, did we sacrifice that much? We just altered our lifestyle, right? To be able to reach our goals so that we could live that four and a half years in that way. And it's not like we never went out to eat. You know, we enjoyed our life, but it's so that we could live the rest of our life with abundance. But there's, but I'm laughing. And the reason Mm -hmm. people with us live know I'm smiling is because I know sometimes Cheryl and I are enablers, right? When we try to eat better, we're like, you know, just one pizza won't hurt. There there must have been times. Times. It's four and a half years, Allison. You guys weren't perfect. Oh. Or did you guys, oh. did you guys kind of keep each other in the straight and narrow? There were times when you wanted to off and times he wanted off. There were times that I wanted to stop period. End of story. My husband was always focused. He was always focused on that end goal. And there were times that I was like, no, let's just, I was like, screw debt. We don't need to send $2,000 to debt this month. Let's go and let's take a, go to Florida and let's go on a vacation and all these things. And he just always said, you know, Allison, is this really what you want? Because are you really wanting this? Or, or is it that you're, he would call me out. See, he has a way of being able to read me and talk to me where he would say, or is it that you're on Facebook and you're jealous? Like, let's be real because what we could do is we could do a small staycation and we could like go to a place where there's a nice pool, um, you know, where you still feel that experience, but are you, are you, are you dealing with jealousy and comparison? And if so, how can we fix that problem so that we can still, you know, reach our goals in a timely manner? Cause our thing was do it while the kids are young. They're not going to remember, right. They're not going to remember that our summers were were pretty boring, right? And all we did was visit family. They're not going to remember. So we were like, get it out of the way, get it done. So that way we can plan those incredible vacations and make those memories and have all of those wonderful things bonuses, right? When they're older. Yeah. yeah. But still, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's the way to do it too, because when mm-hmm. you're, when you're four years old, your point, you're not going to remember, but also building blocks, right? I mean, if, yeah. if camping in the backyard is cool when you're four versus, mm-hmm. oh, geez, kids, you know, stay in, 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 and I'm teasing him without him being here. He'll be back in a second. He's going to get me for this, but, but his kids, you know, stay in a really expensive hotel. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a nice, cause I know you guys are off to what big Ben soon. Oh, yes. We're going to go to Big Ben. See, we love to camp. So our our ideas of vacations tend to be just more simple because I have two two boys, two sons, um, almost nine and six. And let me tell you, when I can get them out in nature, they are happy kids. They are out in the world. I'm a happy mom. I can have a glass of wine. (laughs) You know, it's like it's just so wonderful. So, you know, you can still enjoy enjoy your life while paying off debt. Um, It's just wonderful. So you have lots of tips that you teach people. And we'll talk about that in a second. But give us a few things that you guys used and that you teach your students to use to kind of get Mm -hmm. the budget together. Okay, so one thing that I always use, and this is not something that's going to be for everyone, but I say try it out for three months. And that is my cash envelope. So 
cash isn't for everyone. We don't use cash for all of our categories. Some people think I literally take my entire paycheck out in cash. No, I do not recommend that. But cash helps me in areas that I overspend, such as restaurants. We literally pulled from this one tonight and groceries and then my personal spending money. I know I need a boundary in place. So having cash envelopes gives me a boundary so that I can stay within my means, right? It's the follow, helps me follow the plan that we set to help us be successful. Um, another tip, tip number two, and this is one that is so important. I should probably save it for last, but I'm going to give it to you early. And that is be willing to change your budget. It is a flexible breathing document. The one thing we can count on in life is that life isn't going to go as planned. Something is going to come up. There's going to be an unexpected expense and it's going to suck. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't, might work for you, but it doesn't work for me. Instead of saying that, say, you know what? We're going to write a mini budget. We're going to start from today, this moment in time and write a budget to last us from here to payday so that we don't go rogue and go crazy, right? With the spending. I want to stop on that point for just a second, Allison, because this was so important. And when we get, when OG and I get letters to the show, when people ask us about money mm -hmm. things, people want to optimize every penny. And your mm -hmm. first principle is something's going to go wrong. So you shouldn't yes. optimize every penny. Absolutely. I mean, we leave a, a buffer in our budget, but you should almost like expect the unexpected. Things are going to go wrong. And what I hear so much from, you know, the people that send me messages and emails is once something goes wrong because they sat down and planned it and they were very intentional, right? When you write a budget, you're intentional. Once it goes wrong, all of a sudden you have the shame and the guilt, right? And the, and the negative self-talk and, and the, the fear of like, oh, I can't handle this. This isn't for me. No, this is just life and life doesn't go as planned and there's going to be something that goes wrong. But when you know exactly what to do once something goes yeah. wrong, yeah. which is to have a reset button, right? Hit your reset button. Then you can say, okay, that happened. Let's move over from starting from today, from this moment. Keith said he needs a beer envelope. Do you hey. and your husband use a beer envelope? Um, we have like a, we have like a, an entertainment envelope or a fun envelope, but absolutely. I've known people who are like, okay, my husband gets to spend a hundred dollars on different craft beers every single month. And once he's out, he's out. Right. Yeah. I bet that person is going to be very specific about the types of beer they choose. Right. Because they yes. want it to, it just makes it to where you want to really enjoy it. It's much more so, special. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, I get people that come to me and say, but what about credit card points? And what about this? And I'm not saying don't use a credit card. I'm not saying don't get those things. But for the areas where you know personally you overspend, having that boundary in place can help you build habits that will help you for the rest of your life. When we move on, before we move on to the next point that you have, uh, I want to ask one more thing. You talk about these mm -hmm. physical envelopes that you have that you brought. Uh, have you ever tried the electronic envelopes? Do you like those too? Or do you prefer the tangible I prefer the tangible. That's just me. Um, you know, I, we don't use them for a ton of categories. We use them mostly for food because for some reason, everyone has trouble sticking to a food budget, yeah. but I, 
you know, over time in the past, I might've tried those, but now I've become really aware of my spending and I'm able to question my spending before I make a purchase. Nice. Well, what's the mm -hmm. next step then, Allison? So the next tip is to set aside time each day to review your finances and your spending. So, um, I have a little example here and this might like make me super, super lame, but here it is. I don't care. I'm that it is what it is. Okay. So I have my plant here, right? And I have to water it. I have to water it and take care of it. And if you want your money and your finances and your budget to thrive, if you want to make progress and you want to see your money grow, you have to water it and take care of it every single day. And so that's what I want you to do. I want you to take time to work on your finances, even if it's just for five minutes every day, tracking your spending, checking how much money is your bank account, taking ownership of it. Because the truth is, is that money seeps into every single day of our lives, into every aspect of our lives. And when we don't have control of it, that's whenever fear sets in, doubt sets in, and we tend to basically lose control. So when we can take time every single day, or at least once a week, our family has, um, my husband and I have weekly family business meetings. And when we're able to do that and talk about our budget every single week, our spending, our goals, things like that, um, we're able to, to thrive with our money and be intentional. So just like you would water a plant intentionally to keep it alive, what are your finances? I don't know. I don't know a good analogy. I, no, I love it though because because if you don't if, well if you don't care and feed feed it, it will die. Mm -hmm. And I find with Cheryl and I, and she finds too. We've talked about this when we have that weekly meeting because we really espouse yep. that idea too. We try to keep it short. Yeah. We try to make it fun. People that know me know mm -hmm. that we do either pancakes or wine. You choose. You know, I mean, depends wine. on the time. <laughs> depends Sorry. on the time of day. Yeah. <laughs> but we we do one or the other, and 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 we try to keep it short. But but what that does mm -hmm. if we have that meeting, Allison, then the rest of the week we talk about money. And I found that mm -hmm. if we don't have that meeting, we don't talk about money then. And then that's yeah. when, you know, that's when the budget starts mm -hmm. busting again. And, and the communication is lost. And so for us, we also talk about having young kids. We also talk about things like the meal plan. Right. So I'll assign, I mean, cause I'm, I'm the one I work from home. My husband works about an hour away. So I'm the one who's mostly in charge of cooking the dinners. I've taken on that role, but I assign him nights to cook because it shouldn't be all be left on me. So I'm like, okay, you're cooking Wednesday and Friday night. Please make sure you're home in time. You take the fast way home to, you know, instead take the toll road essentially to come home and cook in time. So it's going over those businessy type things in a marriage that in the weekdays can bog you down and make life just more of a chore, right? And so when you're talking about it one time on Sunday nights, everyone's on the same page and then you can just enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah, no, f absolutely fantastic. I love that. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. you got a question for Allison? Yeah, if I can unmute myself. <laughs> it's been that oh kind of night. I know it has. Well, I took a, I took a breath and I could, couldn't hear myself breathing and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> press red button. Should be a big sign here that says press red button. I, I love meal planning. We do the same thing in our house too. Um, my question for you is around uh, the process of this. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, Joe, Joe asked about the low point and the low point of this was like the, okay, I got to do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that motivation wanes pretty quickly. Yeah. And there's a point in time where, where you're like, okay, screw it. I don't, and you kind of talked a little bit about that, but, mm -hmm. but I'm curious about like, what were the, strategies that you guys use to 
to kind of push through that and get back on the tr- on track because there probably was a spot where you fouled mm-hmm. it up. And that's yes. the point where it really matters. You know, because there are moments where you're just done. You've been doing it for so many months and you're finished. And so for that, I would intentionally surround myself with motivation. That looked like listening to podcasts. I would actually Google, and this was, you know, this was back before really there were a lot of people you know, other than like, I feel like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman talking about money out there. And so I would be Googling like debt-free story because consuming success and other people motivated me to strive for success. And so I would literally consume as much as I could when I felt myself in those moments of, I want to give up because I knew that if I could change what was entering my mind, then my mind could shift and I could get back on track because ultimately, you know, it's like your mind knows this is the right thing to do. Hey, you've got this. And what I wish I had at the time was some sort of a mentor or someone to look up to some sort of a guide or anyone that could sit there and say, no, you can do this. I didn't have that. So I had to seek that out for myself. It's like you are what you think about is, is I think what Mm -hmm. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the moment I would feel that, like, I'm not really wanting to do this anymore, I would immediately say, okay, no, gotta listen to some different podcasts, need to, you know, read, read more up on it. Yeah. It's almost like you took the, uh, that, that approach of, uh, uh, I, I've been on Facebook. You mentioned your husband's like, Hey, are you just kind of FOMOing a little mm-hmm. bit, but, but you did it the other way. You said, Hey, I'm exactly. going to use this as a motivation tool, not as mm-hmm. a, Oh, I wish I had dot, dot, dot. I wish I could kind of keep up with the Joneses. Is that great. How, Excellent. Thank is you. That, that's a great point. OG. Is that how uh, inspired budget started? Was it really more about keeping yourself in line? It wasn't. Inspire Budget was never, I never thought I would own a business. I was teaching. Um, we Inspire Budget started after I became, became debt-free. Basically we became debt-free in August. Every year we have this big event at my grandma's house for Easter. And I, you know, come April, we're in Easter and I'm talking more about budgeting. And cousin-in-law said, Allison, shut up. I was like, cool, Janet. Wow. What? Like, excuse me. And she was like, no offense, but you have been talking about this for four and a half years. We are done. You have shared your piece. We and we all understand how important budgeting is. We all understand that, you know, your passion for this, you need to take this to someone else. You need to start an online business. So it was that realization that I had this talent and skill set of teaching and I had this passion for personal finances and it wasn't until she said something that I realized I could take them and merge them together to create inspire budget that's cool so you did it for Janet I did it for Janet I love Janet she's the best <laughs> Andy you got a question for Allison yes Allison my ah! inspired sister yes you are a spender oh so I love spending money I was wondering like each of us come with like different thoughts about money, mm-hmm. spending, saving. Um, so I wonder, I was wondering if you have tips for people like couples who can, how can they help one another? If they have different sort of money personalities, how can they not be enablers mm-hmm. that, you know, cause them to fail? Well, and actually, right. actually, Allison, Andy, I'm glad you asked that because Alex is asking the same thing here. Hers is about the tips for the saver to rein in the spender, right? Which is kind of an offshoot. Okay. Of Andy, what you're asking. Yeah. So I have a whole story about that. Whenever my husband and I were going through this process, I had no spending money. I It was just like, our budget was incredibly unrealistic. It was almost sinful. And... <laughs> 
I went to Target one day because that's the motherland. I love Target. And I walked in and I spent $200 and I came out and I said, I'm not taking any of it back. You can suck it. We're not doing this anymore. I'm done. (laughs) Screw the budget. I was so done. And he was like, okay, we need to have a conversation. And he's so wonderful, basically sat me down. I was also pregnant. So he was dealing with a hormonal pregnant woman, but he was like, what is it that you need? And I was like, I need something that I, I, that's how I dealt with all of my emotions. When I was happy, when I was mad, when I was sad, when I was glad, when I had a breakup, when I, you know, I always spent money. And so to remove that completely from me as a person to where there were no abilities at all was hurt, hurt me. And it caused me to binge on spending. So we set up a, I mean, that's exactly where my cash envelopes came in is I had a spending envelope and I looked forward to building that up to buy something I wanted. And it taught me so much more. It taught me how to deal with my emotions in the moment. So I didn't not feel them and therefore just go spend money because that made me happy. So overall, I think talking to that person and saying, what is it that you need? Do you, do you need your own separate checking account that we put 100 or $200 a month in and that's yours? Is that what you need? And be willing to give it because my husband doesn't get as much of an allowance as I do because he's not a spender. So he doesn't need it. So it's okay to say that one person gets more than the other. It's based off of what is going to make you successful as a couple. The, uh, I'm, it's, it's funny how you talk to each other into that. Like mm-hmm. I try to talk Cheryl into that too, that I get a bigger allowance, but that doesn't work for me, Allison. So <laughs> that's, that doesn't, doesn't quite do it. But, but uh, Mario's got a question here, which, which is how do I approach my partner about returning unneeded purchases she's excited about outside our budget, especially, and this is the kicker when they're purchased for me. Oh, I mean, I would just be honest and just say, I mean, you know, if she bought them, for you, it was probably her way of showing love. So maybe approaching her and say, look, you are so thoughtful to think of me and buy me this new Xbox. And uh, while I've always wanted the new, I don't know, the new Xbox. We're, we're in. We're listening. So far, so good. Tell me about the love again. It's the love I'm going to get by having a new Xbox. I, I want an so Atari excited. 2600. Oh, wow. Old school, man. Yeah. So, um, anyway, insert gaming system here, but as now I just feel like I'm not gonna be able to talk anyone into saying, no, I don't want that. (laughs) Um, but although, you know, you went and you bought this for me to make me happy. Another way that we could enjoy this money is to save it, you know, save it for retirement, put it towards whatever, you know, whatever the goals is and bring it back to the goals that you have together. I just, I love how excited you get about budgets. That's why I wanted. It's weird. Our, it is not. It's awesome. It's weird. It is so it's, awesome. It's so That's weird. what Janet said. <laughs> what Janet said. She was like, we're done. We're done with you, Allison. Well, well, you are our kind of people, Allison. You've got, you've Good. got two things that you're working on right now. Tell us about both of them. Mm -hmm. So one of them is my budgeting basics email course. So if you've ever felt like, okay, I want to know how to write a budget, but I don't know where to start. Or if you've ever tried writing a budget and you're like, no, no, this isn't for me, then you can sign up for my budgeting basics email course. It'll basically walk you through how to set up a budget and save money. And then I also also have a, but on that note, before you get to that, I've I've also seen going through that, just if you've had a budget that didn't work, like you kind of work people through. Hey, if it hasn't worked in the past, this is a much better way to do it. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just because your budgets are going to change over time and sometimes just making different tweaks and the way you approach your money can make the world of a difference. Um, and then the second thing, which I'm really excited about is I have a free training for how to pay off debt when you don't make a fortune, because I feel like Instagram is just flooded with these yeah. people that are like, I paid off $200,000 worth of debt in six months. And you know, I'm like, okay, but you're not normal. Yeah. Like, let's hear from normal people who, you know, don't make a ton of money. So how to pay off debt when you don't make a fortune. And I cover three really simple shifts you can make to stick to your debt-free journey and see progress. It is. It's so cool. And it, the, we will link to both of those on our show notes pages at stackybenjamins.com. I'm sure you can get there also at, um, at, at your website. Mm -hmm. Inspirebudget.com. Or Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Inspire Budget. And that's what I was going to say next. Follow follow Allison on Instagram because she is like this all the time. I have no idea where you get the energy from, Allison, but Coffee, I love it. Caffeine, it, it caffeine. Is, it, is, it is fantastic. I think uh, after three kids, I'd be like, forget it. I'm not doing Instagram. Oh, I was like, two. Oh, two kids. No, yes. not three. Yes. Let's she's not have like, that conversation. Like, <laughs> the secret is to wait. Allison, your kids are the same age that my kids were when we had a baby. That oh. why I've got I've got a fourteen, why? a twelve year old, and a four year old. Oh my goodness! Up in the water's warm. It's fun. I, uh, is this thing going out? There's some. <laughs> <laughs> He's breaking up. He's breaking up. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like it looks a... like we lost connection. <laughs> I I think my segment's over. Allison Baggerly, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. Seriously, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. That, that was awesome. I absolutely love, love her energy. At this point in the show, Doug is supposed to be doing uh, trivia, but actually, you know, before that, let's talk about her takeaways. OG Allison had a bunch of great takeaways. What's your biggest takeaway? Oh, I wasn't prepared for takeaways. I was prepared for questions. This wasn't in the pre-homework. Come on, uh, man. Listen, the, the biggest thing is, uh, first of all, I think it can't be understated the amount of energy that she has now, obviously, right? And when it comes to the energy today, I don't think that that energy changed. I don't think that that energy was different, um, uh, you know, four years ago or five years ago or six years ago when she was getting into it. So uh, all the energy that you can put into just regular life, like she does, you can put into uh, the thing about that you're working on money-wise, whether it's paying off debt or building a budget or, or, or creating a retirement plan or whatever it is. And, and there's high points and low points. And uh, if you, if you stay on course, I think that's the biggest thing, but, uh, but I was, you know, blown away by the energy component. Yeah. I, I, I love the care and feeding part, you know, uh, I yeah. think that's big. My biggest takeaway is that, is that, cause it worked for me too. It's that weekly money meeting. If you, if you have that business meeting, you keep it fun. You talk about it every week, then the plant grows, you know, then the, then the, the, the then the budget moves. Uh, Andy, how about your takeaway, man? Guys with all the like technical problems tonight, can I do my takeaway in song? Well, you done done me and you bet I felt it. We spent all our money because we don't like the budget. It fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. 
Open up your mind and stack like me. Credit debit soon, you'll be debt free. Say goodbye to scarcity. Stack, 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 stack. Money's kind of scary, but not for me. We're just one big family. Oops, I think I learned something. No, 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 no. So everyone, I won't hesitate no more, no more. This cannot be my budget spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. No that way is that. that is amazing. Cheryl says she thinks we got a new theme song. OG. Thanks for having me and my ukulele here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was that was awesome. Ah, at this point in the show, guys, we would normally have Doug do his trivia, but uh, we are we've received uh, these massive texts that uh, OG he doesn't have power. And that was part of our issue. So you're ready to I do was, this without I him? I know. I know he didn't have power, Joe. It was, I was playing along about him wanting the, <laughs> <sighs> talk about the fourth wall. I mean, come on, dude. Here we go. This you ready? First time. Okay, that's it. We got to get the trivia music going, even though Doug's not here. All right. I'm not Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And uh, yeah, trivia time in the basement. We're going to do a giveaway, guys, right now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you a trivia question, and we've got three things. I'm going to tell you what you can win. Number one, this book by um, recent guest Aaron Lowry. How about that, OG? Okay, you have to pull it away from the screen. So everybody can see. There you go. There okay. you go. Yep. Perfect. Right Love there. it. All right. We got that. Uh, Aaron Lowry, Broke Millennial Talks Money. Could win this, or... You could win when Simone Bees was on in December with her financial starter kit. This is fantastic. Pages and pages of getting your stuff together. She was an amazing guest. Simone was uh, uh, incredible. And, or, uh, how about Andy's the, ukulele? Or Andy's ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like, and cut. We're, we're not, but, uh, the price you're breaking you up again. Yeah. You're Ron, breaking up. Ron Lieber. So we're going to give away those three and here's the deal. I asked OG and Andy a question and that question was this, according to debt.com, what percentage of people say that they budgeted back in 2019? Didn't have a 2020 number yet. And I'll save you the trouble there, by the way, because you can easily cheat and look that up. It's 67% of people. By the way, how, raise your hand, uh, Andy OG, if you think 67% of people actually budget. I think it's why, I think it's probably why Allison has a job. <laughs> There's no way, but that's not the question because we know you guys wouldn't cheat, but that person next to you might cheat. And so we don't want that to happen. So here's what we did. Instead, I asked OG that question and I asked Andy that question. And what we've done is we've averaged their guesses together. So in the next couple minutes, here's what you got to do. By the time we get ready for the answer here in just two minutes, give us what the average was between OG's answer and Andy's answer. That's our trivia question tonight for the books. We'll give books away to the top three. Well, hey, stackers. While you are thinking about our trivia answer, I'm going to ask you this question. You always found managing your money to be complicated, time-consuming, and just another reason to bite your nails. 
For half a million investors who have accounts with them on finance, investing is smarter, more automated, and easier than ever. So do yourself a favor this year and check out M1, this finance super app. It's designed to be personalized for your needs, and their automation tools make it simpler to reach your financial goals. With M1, you can invest how you want with access to fractional shares and unmatched automation for free. Borrow against your investments at super low rates, just 2 to 3.5%, and Use this flexible portfolio line of credit for anything like investing more in your portfolio, refinancing other loans, or funding large projects. M1 ties it all together in this free digital account so you have more flexibility and smoother money movements. Just keep in mind, borrowing involves higher risks and rates can vary. Visit m1finance.com forward slash SB to sign up, stackers, and they're going to give you 30 bucks to invest. That's m Number one finance, m1finance.com forward slash SB to sign up. You'll get $30 to invest because you're a stacker. Times and terms, times and conditions. Times don't apply. I would say terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner. And now because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30 day free trial. When you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad free privacy. You can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads after trying out Monarch myself. I totally get why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. So we got a bunch of answers here. What is the answer? Let's get into it guys yeah do we see the glass half full or half empty <laughs> well it depends on who we're talking to because when i asked og and andy what percentage of people budget who is like allison uh the answer 67 percent 
OG, you said 61%. You were pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're, that's not you. You're usually more negative than that. I'm kind of a, well, I'm an expert at trivia now. Uh, after getting my ass kicked for years by Len and Paula. But um, uh, no, the, 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 the question was how many people reported to budget? Oh, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. Uh, I felt that the end, I felt that like two thirds of the people would be like, oh, yeah, I budget. That's what it's kind of the number that I well, <laughs> which is why Andy said 8% of people budget. Andy, you're normally the glasses have, you're, you're normally the most positive guy I know. And you said 8%. But I'm not that good at trivia, apparently. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't like seize those important words that, 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 that Josh heard. I mean, oh yeah, I, I was trying to be realistic. There. It's Josh now. Oh boy. What an interesting name. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, now I really screwed up. Now I really screwed up. That was technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the, the midway move along midway point between the two of them is 34.5. Looking at people early on RB Terry had 38. I saw that one. I see 37 from uh john and actually we're gonna have uh gertrude if you can look through these and tell us who was closest give us the top three we'll give you the top three people at the end of i see michael michael show. wooden with 37 bam i saw yeah. 32 i got a 32 right right on Mr. there Epler. all right you guys ready for our next guest yes sir let's have some fun gonna say goodbye to andy gonna say goodbye to og see ya gonna turn on my guest theme music that I couldn't figure out how to operate when Allison was here. We're learning, as somebody said early on, we get our act together as you go. This gentleman is part of the Taste Made Network of shows. He was on with us about a year and a half ago and just lit it up. I, I was so excited by the passion that he had talking about, listen, I love food. I love eating food. I love making food. But anybody that can talk about making food less expensive, taste better and more fun is a guy who is always going to be a friend of mine let's say hi to the gentleman behind struggle meals frankie chalenza joining us you are here (laughs) dude how are you man wild i'm doing okay Uh, you know crazy year crazy year joe it is i see you got your mask they're ready just in case you got oh yeah yeah just in case you gotta you gotta put it on and and of course i got a flat tire today i haven't changed my clothing since then i changed it in 13 minutes did you really was it a bike tire park avenue bike tire or car tire no no no. car tire 13 minutes yeah yeah it's pretty quick i think that's a record and by the way, I've known you. Anyway, for, I've known you for a little while. You you also play instruments. I saw you backstage. You were jamming along with Andy while he was playing. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him with the ukulele, and I was like, "Quick, get my ukulele!" <laughs> anyway, nice I got job. It. Hey, and so- then one of the machine heads was loose, and I was over there with a with a Phillips screwdriver. I was like tightening it. I was like, I "Hope they don't call me now." Well, uh, I don't know why, but anyway. Well, for people that missed you a year and a half ago, um, which to me feels like yesterday that we talked, tell tell everybody yeah. your story though, because your story actually, if I remember right, if I remember right, it's more about music, less about food. But you were passionate about food and started cooking for your friends. Am I remembering that right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, listen, food was always there. I grew up in an Italian American family, even though 
I look more Polish than Italian. Everyone in my family has the Roman nose and much darker hair than I, and darker skin for that matter. Uh, but I've got the green eyes somehow. They've all got brown eyes. Anywho, the food was always good, and I didn't realize that that wasn't normal until I started growing up and going to friends' houses, and they were like, oh, here, have this hungry man frozen dinner. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Is this a joke? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then when I went away to school, it got particularly bad, and I had a repertoire of about seven or eight dishes uh, under my belt. So that really helped. And listen, I think we had such a great time talking a year and a half ago because the finance thing is really important um, in any artistic field. You know, I've I've gone back to my high school and spoken to the people. I was I was like the people, the kids. The people. I'm like, hey, those of you going in finance, you should really take some art courses, figure out a different way to do this and not be so by the books. And you who are going to be in artistic or entrepreneurial fields, you should definitely hang out with some of the business kids and learn that. Because it doesn't matter how good you are at cooking or playing music or acting. Once you like develop that skill, it's going to be like 3% of what you do, right? And then the other 90% is trying to figure out how to get people to like let you in the door and not go bankrupt while they're keeping you outside the door. What, what, so, which is, which is funny, by the way, because your whole thing is about the ROI of eating. I mean, when I think about you, I think about what's my ROI and how do I make it better by using more of it, making it taste better, making it worth my time, all that stuff. Sure. And I'll get to that in one second. But anyway, at college, I, I would make burgers and I would make uh, penny pomodoro and I would charge a dollar less than the school meal plan. So kids were coming by and I was funding it. Eventually it turned into a supper club and I was obsessed with uh, learning more about my Italian uh, heritage and taking Italian classes. And I learned how to speak it pretty well. And then it turned into, yeah, give me your money and I'll also give you the history and myth of these dishes. At which point someone said, you should really film this. And I said, hmm, gee, I am kind of like doing music performance. Would it be really that insane if I swapped out the guitar for knives? Obviously, I had to go work in a restaurant and take some classes to learn how to actually do the thing. Uh, but I did. And it's, it's been great. We're in year 12 now, uh, despite the fact that I look younger than 12. Um, so coming full circle. Yeah, ROI. So listen, um, Allison was just talking about food. She's talking about the, the you know... But what people don't realize is if you have a car and a house, the third is the third is the biggest thing in your budget is food, unless maybe they're servicing debt. But regardless, it is one of the highest spends that we have. And the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, and we talked about this last time, is uh, the average American is throwing out somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of the groceries they yeah. buy. And and if it's the third or fourth largest spend every month, that's a really big chunk so one of the ways to do deal with this is to get some painter's tape and a Sharpie. I'm not sponsored by them, but they do make the best permanent marker. Uh, and just put a date on the stuff that you're cooking. That's the first thing you do. And the other thing is to, to be a little more free-flowing with your ideas of what a recipe can be. So I made this little – I'm going to do a little uh, – thing here because my All right this is a little mist just to make it look a little better on camera so i've got some black lentils here right it's got shallots in it and it's got blue cheese it's a delicious quick little salad i love lentils because uh you know you buy them dried and you don't have to soak them overnight and you can just boil them but the recipe doesn't end here on this lentil salad i make extra lentils so that then i can come along and make a burrito with lentils these don't have to be black beans so i make the burrito i've got some uh, guacamole in there a little bit of cheese and i cooked some rice Rice takes a while to cook, make a little extra. And then when you got a little extra rice, you can come along and take the rice and you can throw it into your chicken soup. You know what I mean? So if you can think about the ways to carry these ingredients through that you've prepped, you'll save time. We know time is money. 
um, and you'll reduce the amount of food that you're throwing out, which then means maybe you'll throw out less of that 30 to 40%. You can even do I those. made a chicken salad the other day with a chicken piccata. Oh, you know, just up. because it's got this lemon and caper flavor doesn't mean it's going to taste bad with mayo and, uh, you know, relish or celery. Dude, second time we talk, neither time do we start the conversation, me hungry, and you show me food. <laughs> even after you spray whatever all over it, I, I still... I, My lentils are two hours old. They're dry. So this is like, you know, this is what the food uh, stylists do. They it, just wet it. I was going to ask, is that, the, is that the spritzer? Like the, 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 the fluffer? The, the I just YouTube, thought it would be funny. YouTube fluffer, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, uh, but you could have those three days in a row, right? I mean, you could have the, you could have day one and with leftovers, make a burrito and then with leftovers again, put it into your soup and three, three days worth of meals. I actually have a lentil soup in the fridge right now. So even though I showed you a rice and vegetable soup, I've got a lentil soup right over there. I feel like I should take you into the fridge for a second, although it's, it's slightly messy, but I'll show you. Just look for a second. I just want you to see. Let's like, go with I actually do label these things. I really, really do. So we got, look, here's lentil soup from the 1st of March. There it is. Look, the Yum. same black lentils with some carrots. Isn't that great? Look, I made mung. No, and we're losing, we're losing Frankie's audio. You can see that he's got everything labeled, that he's got the, yeah. uh, so he's not just talking the game. He's actually living the game. Nice. Yum. That's a hell of a fridge, man, by the way. Yeah, it's not mine. I'm, I'm kind of homeless during pandemic. I'm just hanging out with people. Just you're at the people that help you change your tire. You're at their house. No, no, no. I changed it myself. <laughs> you, um, we did a lead up to you that was about, about the different, you know, everybody, as you know, Frankie has this, uh, has this, uh, uh, uh pantry cupboard that's full of, of, uh, dried herbs. And I know yeah. nothing makes Frankie Chalenza's head explode more than dried herbs. I like that pronunciation of my last name. <laughs> Tell me if, 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 if we can't, well, I got to do the Italian. I got to. You know, Chilenza. Chilenza. Uh, we, but, but tell me about making, making an herb garden. What do you start with? Yeah. So this is cool. And we talked about this last time also. I mean, if you think of, I don't know, value stocks that maybe don't move so much when you look at the 10 year chart, it doesn't really look like it's gaining that much, but that's because it's not showing you the dividends being reinvested and the compound growth that accrues over that time. So if you look at a chart of like Verizon or JP Morgan over a decade, it's like, not so great, but they're paying what 4% dividend those two guys. So 4% of the total value coming back in every single year is like, yeah. they paid you 40% of your initial investment by year 10 back in dividends. You've got to factor that into the chart and the chart doesn't show that. So growing herbs is similar to that in that you pay once and you're able to pick and it regrows a, a few times. It's better than buying a packet of uh, parsley, let's say, that you use a third of and you try to use the other two thirds within two days before it gets really sad. And I never can. can stick it in. I never yeah, can. Exactly. I can't get through it. Yeah. Because it's dead. Yeah. It's dead, Joe. So um, I have a show, Struggle Meals. I'm sure you know about it. We are we are well into season four right now. Like another episode is premiering tomorrow. And I'm super excited about this because we shot it in November and to be able to shoot the show with a crew of 15 people during this pandemic felt, it felt amazing. You know, we, we rose, we've always risen to the occasion, but this time was like, wow, what a privilege it is to do this job. And we're helping people save money. So we call it the struggle herb garden. And the whole idea is, you know, pay once, get multiple withdrawals from said payment. Uh, 
listen, it doesn't last forever, but it certainly lasts longer than a fresh herb that's been pre-picked. And it certainly tastes better than a dry herb, uh, you know, that sits in the cabinet. Absolutely. Do you know dry herbs die in six months? No. People have People have the things in their cabinet for 10 years. They're done after six months. After we, right after we talked to his uncle's house, and we went through his his uh, his pantry cupboard, we were throwing out stuff that was a decade old, Frankie. I yeah. mean, it just had no taste at all. He had some cinnamon. I even put a little bit in my mouth, and uh, there was no cinnamon there. Like there was cinnamon had left the building. It's the quantity of them. Dried spices are three times more potent than the same volumetric amount of uh, fresh. And so it's harder to get through them because you use a teaspoon of this and a teaspoon of that. And I do feel like people have 40 spices in there. I mean, multiply that by five. That's like 200 bucks. Yeah. That's way too much money. So stop buying garam masala and Italian spice blend. Just buy the oregano and the curry powder and the garlic powder and mix your own. If you're truly passionate about saving money and cooking, then you can make your own flavor blend. You don't need to have it pre, and you'll get through it faster is my point. We have a friend in our Facebook group that shared a, a co British comedy video that you would love talking to. This guy's a farmer and he talks about everybody else is on the tube going to work and I'm, and, and I get out of bed and I'm where I work right now. But yeah. he, he looks at the chickens and go, this is made of chicken. I, it's amazing. I, I, this, I just kill it. I sell it to people like corn. It comes out of the ground. It's incredible. I, it, and more comes and more comes and I can then sell that. It, it, it's a hilarious piece, but, um, but kind of makes your point that this herb garden just keeps giving and giving and giving. Well, there is some care that goes into it. Call it a maintenance fee, you know, like you'd pay to a mutual fund or an actively managed ETF. Nice job. Um, but still, you know, Yesterday, like Kathy Wood's going to do better with my money than I me, was, like trying to move in and out of these things. <laughs> I was just about to ask you about that. Last week, you were uh, you were wearing a Kathy Woods hat, by the way. Uh, you big yeah. fan. She is my third favorite person in the last 25 years. The first was Steve Jobs. I cried when he died. The next one was Elon Musk for years. I still think what he's doing amazing. I think his attitude has gotten right a little too cocky, but he's great. And now it's Kathy discussion. Wood. Smart, educated, and able to convey ideas that make sense. The thing about her is some people think she's crazy. But, Joe, the world that we live in isn't completely made up. It's all made up. So if you can dream it, it can be, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, people that don't know who Kathy Wood is, go look her up. Ark Investments, uh, just, just a fantastic mind. Incredible. And the fact that she's so open about every uh, – she goes and posts exactly what they buy right after they buy Every it. day, the trades. I want to do this. I want to ask you some questions about the show, Frankie. So I'm going to put this in solo mode so everybody can see it. And uh, let's, let's take a look at a – if I can do this, if I can operate my stuff. Let's take a look at a I – I have a quick question for you before you do that. Yes. How many Benjamins? are stacked on that thing behind you. Do you uh, know the answer to that? They're, unfortunately, they're way stuck together. I can't get the, you, you try to take these down to the credit union, by the way, Frankie, and they don't, they, they, they're they not fans. It? No, it's not like it's, the big golf check. It is, it is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty damn annoying. All right. I'm going to legal tender. I'm going to hide you and hide me for just a second. And let's watch uh, Frankie's show struggle meals. Check this trailer out, everybody. Struggle Meals is back for another season of delicious meals, money savings, and good times. We're stepping outside of the box and exploring more techniques, tips, and even textures. It's going to be seasonal, informative, and even a little crunchy. We'll learn new skills. That was easy. And even sing a few songs. Oh, yeah. We'll eat well and save money. Because that's what we do. Scrumptious meals, better investments, bigger savings, and a whole lot of fun. 
You don't want to miss this. That absolutely looks like so much fun. That looks like so much fun. Absolutely. Oh, dude, it's it's great. It's great. I, I really, truly feel like I've got a nice responsibility and an awesome job. Like we have fun, we're saving people money, and we're giving them skills. You know, it's not one of those, hey, you can save money without doing anything, or you can make money without doing anything. That's not true. You have to tune into the radio station, W-O-R-K, at some oh, point. Oh, come on, spoiler, to. man. Come on. But so, so what's the thing you're making that was on fire? What was I, You know, I'm a dude. I'm interested in fire. What was I that? I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see the video? I, that might have just been for a shot. I might have just poured <laughs> vodka in a pan and lit it. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> this will be. This will sell. Just do, do I remember this. the fire uh, marshal being in there being like, really on it. Like you can't do that. And I'm like, no, 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 it'll be controlled. Don't worry. There's another, there was a dish and, and I don't know if you're going to be able to know any of these, uh, but, but there was a dish with Brussels sprouts that had a bunch of stuff. It looks like it's in a cast iron pan that you're making it or a, my dish. Yes. No idea. No, but I really do like roasting Brussels sprouts and putting maple syrup all over them. Do people do it wrong? Uh, well, the truth is like the farty smell of that particular cruciferous vegetable has kind of been bred out of it. You used to have to boil it first, but I find if you cut them in half and roast them at like 400 with oil, it's, it's not farty at all. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think that's the quote of the night. It's not farty. It's like mostly the adults that are like, mm, I hate my Brussels sprouts because they're gross and they smell like feet and rotten eggs. But they've, they, truthfully, <laughs> they've uh, bred it out. It's crazy how they're able to do this stuff. They're just like, that one wasn't farty. Make that one reproduce a lot. And then that's what they did. And they just made the other ones extinct. I don't know, man. Once I figured out that you could roast Brussels sprouts, I don't know where that came from. Once I started doing that, it's like they're candy. They're wonderful, but I'd never Particularly done with maple syrup. You said maple syrup. Yeah. I just spent some time in Vermont, which nobody knew. Syrup goes on everything. Nice. Yeah, I'm going syrup. on Friday. <laughs> oh, you have you been? I, yeah, I've been to Stowe quite a bit. That's where we stayed. It was, we could just nice. talk about that. Let's talk about Stowe. Hey, oh, OG, OG's here. OG, got a question for Frankie? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, uh, question. I, I just thinking about the cooking side of things. Yes. Okay, so, so just cooking, because uh, we're kind of into that. We kind of mm. do the YouTube videos and go, yeah, I can pull that off. Um, do you think that people under or over season dishes i think they probably under season but here's the the reason is is simple they see someone on tv putting a ton of salt on something and then they do it with their table salt and the thing is this salt volumetrically is completely different weights depending on the brand so as far as i know the lightest salt is malden salt so if you were to take a tablespoon of malden salt and weigh it I don't know what the weight is, but let's say it's a gram, okay? Then it's kosher salt by diamond crystal. That would be two grams for the same volume. Then, um, what's the, you know, another kosher salt might be three. And then table salt, because it's chemically manufactured, they're perfect spheres. And the negative space between them when they're all crushed together is minimal. So it's very, very dense. So a tablespoon of that is like seven grams. So if you just take table salt and go like this, yeah, you're over-salting it. So I think that freaks people out. But- mm-hmm. I've got my three salts right back up here and my three little ramekins. They're all different. I've got a smoked Malden, a regular Malden, and uh, the diamond crystal. If you switch me out to a different, uh, like Morton's, I oversalt everything. Because at this point, I've got muscle memory for the diamond crystal. Oh. You could always <laughs> dilute it, of course. But if you don't have anything to dilute it with, and let's say you only oversalted it by like 5%, where it's right on the limit, where you're like, I could eat this, but my eyes will be swollen. 
a, a way to counteract that is with acid. So if you squeeze lemon on it, it'll actually pull Ooh. back the saltiness a little bit. Okay. And so oh. that's where like really great Italian cooking, in my opinion, is where they salt it right on the edge and then they hit lemon and then it doesn't taste quite as salty, but you've got this acid and then you can actually add more salt. And so the acid and the savoriness can actually ratchet each other up in, in uh, higher quantities than if they were solo. Keith is wondering, by the way, uh, if you can come uh, surf his couch and cook for him. He says, just don't judge the age of his spices. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> just as long as the kitchen's clean. I'm a neat freak. <laughs> he need, Frankie needs a place to stay. He said earlier, he needs a place to stay, Keith. So you're good. Andy, Andy, you got a question? I do. I, I love the Italian food because then you can chase it with a tiramisu, which is great. Yes, yes I subscribe to the YouTube channel oh, already fine. because between the dessert. food and the financial geeking out and he pulled out the ukulele, I subscribed like 20 <laughs> times in the last five minutes. And he'll serenade you. Thank you. All right. So here's my question off of that Old Spice reference. Not the deodorant. Because, not the deodorant. Because you're all about <laughs> saving money and dating your food. Like, I open up my cupboard, and I have yeah. spices that I think are almost as old as I am. Yeah. Is that a problem, or is that a good way to save money? You're just going to have to take the loss. Can't fi- I can't figure out why the cinnamon has no flavor. Yeah, What's it's time to just cut the losses. It's like, it's like a stock <laughs> that's not going anywhere. It's like GE stock right now. Just cut it. You know, cut it and move on. All right, I'll clean uh, so up you my might have to take a loss this. earlier. Listen, you've got to manage it. You can do it with spreadsheets. I think we're in a really beautiful time. The Internet of Things is like taking off like crazy. We're not far from the day where your kitchen knows what you have and will suggest uh, recipes based on ingredients that are expiring soon or things that you should use up. Um, we're not far from a time where the only video you see of me cooking will be served to you if you happen to have all the raw ingredients or suitable replacements to make you know, uh, 80% of the recipe. Um, so that's going to be really helpful. But in the meantime, you're going to have to budget it out. There is no quick in for cooking yet. Is I'm working the, on it though. <laughs> is, is it the same? You talked about salts earlier. Is it the same with oils? You feel similarly about oils? They're all pretty much hundred percent fat, but some of them have more flavor than others. Is, is that your question? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a difference in oils? You talked about the big difference in different <laughs> types of salt, big difference in which yeah, oil. I yeah. Buy. So if you look right here, I've got olive oil. It's refined. The more refined an oil is, the higher heat it can take before it starts breaking down. This is my extra virgin olive oil. You can cook with it. You can saute lightly with it, no problem. But it can really only like hang out to 350 for a while. This one can go over 400. You know, you never deep fry an extra virgin olive oil. So this is more expensive, the extra virgin. And I feel like its flavor is is better used at the end where you can taste all the floral, aromatic notes. Um, if you're sautéing garlic in it, you're cooking all of that out of it, right? It gets, it gets that dark, rich flavor. You might as well use a refined oil that has less flavor for something like that. And, uh, you know, the Indians do it well. well. They call it a bagar. They start with their ghee, which is the fat. It's a clarified butter. And they put all the spices, onions, ginger, ginger garlic, uh, mustard seeds, curry powder. And they really just like toast those up in the oil. And they've got this amazingly flavorful base. That first step is so important. It's almost like to make another financial analogy. <laughs> it's not timing the market that matters. It's time in the market. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> 
uh, uh, Matt has a question. He says, if GameStop was a spice, what would, is there something truffles. that was... Truffles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> truffles. Got a little overrated for a while there? Well, like really tasty and perfectly made. Then the price started going up like crazy. And then you got all these imitations. All of a sudden the flavor went out. Then they had an extraction version of now. I haven't had a good tasting truffle in five years. That's what everybody says lately. They just don't taste. The flavor's gone. That's because their label says made in France, but it was just canned in France. Listen, I, I don't know what the deal is with GameStop. As far as I understand, when someone shorts it, the, the broker has to actually buy the shares to cover that should the price go through the... Um, I think that's what happened to Robinhood, right? They had to actually buy up these calls on the options. Yeah, we're going to have to. So they had to slow it down. Crazy. Slow it down. Uh, I just like the part where you said I'm not supposed to deep fry in extra virgin olive oil. No, but you can deep fry in olive oil, but not extra virgin. Listen, you could. uh, I'm sure like some really exotic king does it somewhere. It's very wasteful. No, it's just a waste because it's five times as much money for that oil. And at the end of the day, it's just going to be fat. So you can have any hot fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't mean to be the tasty one. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, anything different this season on struggle meals that you didn't do in other seasons? Oh, we always try to do more. And listen, the food waste thing has been a big part of it. And I don't try to drill it so home like all the time to the point where it's annoying. But I feel like this season, what we really tried to do was this uh, this throughput of ingredients, thinking of the life of an ingredient longer through, uh, thinking of multiple vehicles to express that singular flavor so you don't get bored with it. So you don't say, ah, that same thing again in the same form. It's like, no, dress it up in a different outfit, you know? So so that's where it's at. Uh, tomorrow night is sandwiches, oh, yeah. um, which is super cool. I did a Reuben that is so good, and it's a vegan Reuben. I did it with beef instead Ugh. of beef. Stop. So good. Stop. Pickled, pickled, like roasted beet. Get out. A, a healthy Reuben? Come on. Dude. I'm, I'm so glad we don't live Beef closer. is expensive. <laughs> I, I'm so glad we don't live closer together because I'd be your annoying friend that was coming over every day. Hey, Frankie, I just happened to be in the in the neighborhood. and and uh, Yeah. And we'd have Andy over, play ukulele for us. Frankie, thanks <laughs> a ton for hanging out with us, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and good luck with the rest of the season. This is, it is, I know what hard work it is to do what you do. And, um, and, and I just love it. It's so damn fun. Joe, OG, Andy, all you guys still here? I don't know, but thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I don't get to talk finance so much on the show because, you know, future uh, results might not be indicative of past, (laughs) whatever that disclaimer is. Um, But it's fun to do it here, and uh, I think what you guys are doing is great. You're giving people skills, and um, yeah, awesome. Keep it up. Thanks a lot, Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks, everyone that tuned in. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. I wish, between Frankie and Allison, I'm not sure who has more enthusiasm. Oh, gee, that was fun. I'm so hungry, it's ridiculous. Because right? <laughs> it's 8.20 Central Time. I'm hungry, and, and I want a Frankie great budget. Ha- where's where's craft services? I know, that's right. I, know. That's I right. had a where's protein mom? bar. Where's mom? I deep fried my protein bar in extra virgin olive oil. Let's talk about uh, takeaways from Frankie's session. Um, OG, you want to go first? Listen, I I didn't know that about salt. 
I'll be honest, because because we watch a lot of cooking shows and we kind of you know do this stuff, and I don't think that a lot of people spend a lot of energy on that. And and I, I don't have Morton's table salt at my house, but I don't have diamond crusted whatever he said. So I now I got to Google it, and and so I feel like it's going to cost me more money than than I'm going to save. But but apparently it's going to be better salt, so that's good. Um, and, 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 and the herb garden, listen, I, I have been trying to do this and be motivated to do it. And I think you pushed me over the edge. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I, I'm tired I, of buying like 42 pounds of cilantro. You know, you buy cilantro. It's like, how much would you like? I need this amount. I need this much I know, for, they give you this for a guacamole. Huge... It's like, cool. You can have this amount and it's 40 bucks yes. and you're going to use this and throw the rest in the trash. So that's yes. exactly what he's talking Absolutely. I think that window at, at, at least a window herb garden is, is in the works. I think here. it's herb though. I think you garden. Yeah. It's, a, it's hard H. Andy, what's your takeaway? <sighs> herb garden. My takeaway is that, uh, you can marry food finance and ukulele <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm home. How great is I'm that? I'm home. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm an Asian man and had no know, idea. Yeah, I know. I, it's it's a shocker. Right. Asians eat a lot of sesame oil, but I I've learned a little bit about the olive oil because my wife she bought this like black market olive oil. There's a Greek guy who lives in our town who visits Greece every summer, and he comes back with like a fifty gallon tub of extra virgin olive oil, bottles it up, and sells it to the townspeople. And um, market of olive oil in Andy's what? town. You got to go from Greece, straight from Greece. Like Bitcoin. Got to go. <laughs> gotta like go. The, it's like the olive oil Bitcoin. <laughs> you got to meet him after nine o'clock at night under that one street light. Oh, he's, dark he's alley. Got, yeah, he's got the long jacket on. Get a little Actually, slash mark on the mailbox. You yeah. don't meet the guy. You pay him, and then you just go to the well. It, in this pandemic, you have it's contactless pickup. You just have to go to his house and you just swipe your bottle and run home. My, my, uh, my takeaway is I love the three dishes. One that comes after the next one comes after the next one. Cause is a, you know, when I had kids around, we wasted tons of food. Cheryl and I still, you know, cooking for two is, is, is hard cooking for one friends of ours that cook for one. It's even harder. They don't, they don't make them. Yeah. And so being able to not just label it, but to know that this can go into the next recipe, I think is a huge win. Uh, financially. I mean, you know, he talks about third, third biggest thing in your budget and, and you throw away 30% of it. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of savings. The Sharpie in the, t in the tape is just a great tip because it's easy. And Frankie says that his refrigerator is messy, but he hasn't seen my refrigerator. I mean, <laughs> I have things in there that are so old that it's frightening. So I need to start doing that. Uh, that's going to do it for today, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, uh, uh, everyone. It, it, is, it is so fun watching your comments as we as we do the show. Andy, what's coming up at Inspired Money, my friend? I am going to be interviewing Gwen Whiting pretty soon, and she is the laundress. I don't know if people know her. Uh, she created a company that sells eco-friendly soap. I know that John Mayer is a big fan of the product. So has done concerts in their New York store. So, uh, you know, I talk to business people, to people giving money away, just people doing cool things with money. So just trying to get inspired stuff that inspires you. And you can tell that it's, uh, it's, it's something different every time you have a new episode, like you're, you're just 
take a right and then a hard left. And then <laughs> you just never, it's awesome. I love it. You never know. Yes. I've had a former WWE wrestler on once. So I'll talk to anybody. We all deal with money. And it wasn't Doug and it wasn't Doug. <laughs> Yeah. What's it, Doug? All right. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for hanging out. And at this point, Andy, you ready to do this thing? I'm going to play the part of Doug here at the end. Let me get uh, see if I can get Doug's script ready. And uh, all right, here, here we go. You ready? Three, two, one. So, what should we have learned today? First, take a lesson from Allison Baggerly. A budget? It's freeing. Just knowing where every dollar's supposed to go will help you relax and enjoy a more stress-free life. Second, take a lesson from Frankie Jalenza. Cooking with dried herbs and using all kinds of expensive ingredients? Don't eat any of that. Eating at home can be fun and cheap. But the big lesson... Never get into podcasting with a guy with a ukulele. That guy always wins. Even if I have my best... David Hasselhoff going, which was a funny joke when Doug was here. Doesn't play so much when he's, when he's not. <laughs> Big thanks to Andy Wong for joining us today. You'll hear Andy at the Inspired Money Podcast, wherever you listen to our podcast. Thanks to Allison Baggerly for joining us. Check out her Budget Basics email course and her free training, How to Pay Off Debt. Even if you don't make a fortune, we'll link to both of those on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. And a big thanks to Frankie Chalenza for appearing on today's show. Of course, you'll find Frankie's show, Struggle Meals, on the Taste Made Network on YouTube. Check out season four right now. I am Joe. It says here, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Reminding you, never make snow angels in a dog park. See ya. Sturso with the best comment. Andy should be on all the stacking Benjamin stuff from now on. I don't think that Andy can be on the uh no <laughs> welcome on the show. Welcome he to the, the bleeping rules. I know I what earlier after the show. You gotta wait, dude. Welcome to the after show, Andy. This is the I part know. of the show where you don't talk for a minute before we do the hidden track. I think I think the good news is we still got Allison here. We're gonna bring Allison back. What? I get to come back? Because yeah, she can she can hang out with us. I do believe Frank's gone. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I get to come back. This is exciting. How are you, Allison's in the background going? Are you guys still alive? Well, I was like, no, but you're drunk. <laughs> oh no no no! no, no he's, he's, he's he's working on it. Now that we finally, <laughs> after three months of planning this thing, are you kidding? Hey, so here's what I wanted to do. You know, Frankie talked about um, about meals and we've all had meals that went wrong there mm. or, or mm. that went weird. Right. Um, so 
I thought we could maybe tell a couple stories about some of these, some of our, some of our meals gone awry. And why don't I, uh, I'll just go first. Uh, my, why are you assuming we have this problem? Maybe, maybe you have, exactly. Allison has not. <laughs> no, I have. I have had plenty of meals. I had a, I had a, I had a, um, I had a meal. I was out on a date. I just turned 21. I went to this high priced restaurant. I thought I was really cool. The waiter walks over. Right. I'm like, I will have all the sliders. Uh, uh, The waiter walks up and says, uh, would you like something to drink? And I said, yes, I will. We will have a carafe of wine. And he just looks at me and he goes, I'll bring you a, I'll bring you a carafe. Like he corrected me right in front of my date. I'll bring you a carafe of wine. I'm like, yeah, mess that up. But that's not my story. My story, actually, I was really trying to impress Cheryl and I invite her over to my apartment for a meal, kick my roommate out for the night. And I make this meal that is steaks, Diane. And, and, and I had no idea about steaks, Diane, because I, you know, I asked Frankie about setting stuff on fire. Like, what was that thing that was on fire? I, I just like steaks, Diane, because you get to set it on fire. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. Twice baked potatoes. I actually made a, um, I made a, uh, uh, a marble um, cheesecake. Wow. And with the Oreo crust where I, I, I never knew, Allison, that you could you could find this in the store. And I actually took the centers out myself and chopped it up. And anyway, wow. so we're in this. That's how you're supposed to make crust, dude. What, what, make it yourself, you mean? Don't buy the thing at the store? Yeah. Yeah, well. You just lick them. You just lick them all out and put them in there. <laughs> and, then you're, and then you're like all sugared up. <laughs> and then you smash them up and you got crying. And then as, I, as people are eating the, the cheesecake afterward, you're going, Oh, I'm going to keep that part to myself. That was a, that was a bad idea. So, so we're in the middle of this meal. So I light a couple of candles, light the steaks on fire. She comes over, everything's going great. And I said to her, I, I take the, the dinner rolls and I said, would you care for a roll? And she said, yes. And so I set the rolls down. I get down on the floor and I do a forward somersault and I get back and I'm laughing like an oh idiot. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she's kind of politely laughing. I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm telling that story literally like 15 years later. I'm telling that story to a group of friends about what a dork I was and how we had a laugh about it. And Cheryl starts laughing uh, laughing like hell when I get to the part about doing the forward somersault. And and we all turn to her like, what what are you what are you laughing about? And she's like, I had no idea what the hell you were doing until you told the story. Until you told the story right now, she's like, "I just thought my boyfriend lost it." All of a sudden, he's like, "You want to roll? Yeah, watch this." <laughs> just, just horrible. But the joke was on her because she married me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she stuck through. She, she did. stuck with it. She did. She saw the genius. Oh. The genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. You got one. Uh, everybody's heard Steak Brother story, so I don't have to go through that one again. Uh, but, uh, but damn, that's funny. In fact, we were, uh, my wife and I were at that restaurant, the same restaurant for Valentine's day weekend. Um, and they had a similar dish and it was funny because here comes somebody with the flaming steak. And we just had a big chuckle of like, Oh boy, I wonder if they know that that thing's going to be a car payment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, um, uh, no, two, two, no real fails on my part. I don't really fail at much things. Many things, except English, apparently. Um, many things. I don't fail many things. But I did have, um, I, I asked the kids, 
I asked the boys when we, before I said, Hey, I need a, I need a funny cooking story. And they went, what about the time that Alex made, uh, um, uh, mac and cheese, but didn't put any water in the, in the dish. Oh no. In the microwave. So apparently when you nuke craft Mac and cheese, you know, the little thing that you tear it off and you take the, you just fill it up with water and put it in the microwave. You can nuke it for like five minutes and it basically sets your microwave on fire. There is a combustible moment somewhere in there oh where there's a, some sort of, you know, uh, I'm not entirely sure how microwaves work, but it, it interacts very badly with noodles right. that are dry. Hashtag science. <laughs> exactly. Science experiment. Uh, so that was one. And, <laughs> That's right. And that was actually somewhat recently too. I mean, within the last two to three years, you know, where, you know, my 14 year old just lost it. Uh, when we were in Michigan, still the kids were much younger and, uh, and, 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 and they decided they wanted pop tarts. That was their deal. They're like, we're going to have pop tarts. You just take the pop tart, you put it in the microwave. That's how we must make them. Don't know anything about pop tarts or how to make them, but you just take the whole thing in the microwave. Somehow it cooks. And, and you're thinking in your heads, you're going, wait a second, aren't Pop-Tarts in those like silvery aluminum packages? Oh, no. Indeed they are. Indeed they are. So oh. I was downstairs. We had a finished basement. I was downstairs. I wasn't feeling well. I was very sick, you know, kind of the flu, you know, that sort of thing, wintertime. Because you just and gone like feel- this with a bottle of wine? I, I just, you know, sucked down <laughs> a bottle of uh, your finest uh, Pinots. And, um, uh, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, I kind of... <laughs> What, what the, what is that? You know, and, um, uh, uh, Lisa was downstairs with me and we were talking about how I was feeling and I'm like, what, what the hell is going on up there? And uh, we go upstairs and there's, you know, smoke coming out of the microwave. And, and, uh, uh, that was one of, I mean, maybe, maybe my kids have been spanked three times in their life. And that's been, that was one, but it was an epic <laughs> one that they still remember. And, and Do you, you remember know, the time, the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, and you can ask them right now. You can say, Hey, what about the pop tarts in the microwave? They go, no, <laughs> do not put pop tarts in a microwave. That is pain on the rear end. Uh, but in my, in fairness to me, I did have a house fire when I was a kid. So when I was, when I was in fourth grade, our house burned down mm. uh, due to my, my brother playing with fire. So, um, not you. Uh, no. Negative. No, no, it was my brother. My younger brother lit popsicle sticks on fire and then put them in a wicker waste basket in a bathroom upstairs full of tissue paper. You're oh like, wait gosh. a second, aren't they smoldering? Indeed they were. Oh. And then and then went upstairs to check on his his thing, opened the door, saw it was on fire, shut the door, went downstairs and didn't tell anyone. What? Yep. And it wasn't until it wasn't until uh you know, you could hear this pounding going on. And my dad, it was early morning, Saturday. My dad was out in the kitchen. You know, my dad was a, uh, was, 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 was a worker bee. Like he was always up early. We were watching cartoons and he's yelling, you know, damn it, quiet down. Your mother's sleeping. And we're like kind of looking at each other going, I'm not doing anything. He's not doing anything. You know what's going on. And, uh, uh, and they hear it again. And my dad's like, yeah, so I've, so help me God, if I have to come out there, like, I mean, not you. I don't know what he's yelling about. Mm-hmm. And it happened again. He comes storming out there. He says, I told you kids. And it happened again. He looks at us and then he kind of figures out that it's coming from upstairs, took two steps upstairs, mm-hmm. the whole downstairs, just like covered in smoke. And he went, mm. rescued mom, like a big hero. And, uh, wow. Wow. Well, that oh got dark. We got, the, we got in the car and I just looked at my brother. <laughs> yeah. I looked, well, it was kind of, you know, haha. nobody was hurt. Um, and, uh, uh, looked at my brother and I go, what did you do? <laughs> Fireman. 
the fireman got him. The, the the fire chief was there. He goes, son, you've got something to talk about. And my brother's like, I'm sorry. Oh. They're like, okay, you know you did it. Also, the day my mom found out she was pregnant with my other brother. Oh. That was the same day? Same day at the hospital. They said, uh, hey, so we're going to give you some x-rays. Any reason to believe you're pregnant? And she went, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, anything is possible, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're like, well, let's test. And, uh, and my mom tells the story that they tested, you know, for, for her since she was pregnant. My there aunt was. was there. And my, my aunt goes, I'm the first to know. I'm the first to know. And then my dad opened the curtain and goes, first to know what? <laughs> Anyways. Double wow. That's uh, like a, that's like OG story hour. Steven, mm-hmm. Steven, that's not funny. That. Uh, nobody does have a coleslaw story. So we're not, we're not going to coleslaw. Ooh, coleslaw. No. I like that. We are, I'm sitting I right have, here. I have a story. It's, it's about, it was, I remember my, I had a newborn baby at home. I was on maternity leave, exhausted. My husband was home from work and he, he and the baby were napping on the sofa and I was tasked with making dinner. And so I was like, okay, spaghetti it is. And I made the meat sauce and I made the noodles and I went to drain the noodles. My husband always drains the noodles, not with a, what do you call the The strainer? Not with a strainer. He always puts the top on and and you know, lets it turn. And so he was like, Allison, don't, don't dirty another dish. This is how we do it here. And I'm like, Oh, okay. All confident. And I did it and my hand slipped and all the noodles oh. fell out. And I was like, so t- I just started crying. I was like, no, <laughs> I, thank you. Was That's that, how it felt. Was that pizza night at the Baggerly house? Um, I think I was just like, you're up. I'm done. <laughs> I wash my hands with this. You so figure it out. News. We have we yeah. have spaghetti and meat sauce. The downside is we've we're minus the spaghetti. So yes, exactly. I was like, by that point, I was like, you know what? You can figure it out now. I don't care what you do, you figure it out. But it was like I like cried because I was just so tired. You're just so tired. You know, when they're little and all you want is one thing to happen, right? And then it doesn't, and you know, that's it. Someone said, Allison exhausted. No way. It's true. It happens. I have to say, Allison and I were laughing because I saw her on Instagram one day after a vacation she had, and you could tell that mama just wanted Mm -hmm. a little wine. Mama was like, yep, love my kids, but had enough that day. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, vacation is not vacation with kids. It's just life in a different city (laughs) with different distractions and, and a little more chaos. Like it's not a real vacation. Yeah, Carla. So. Carla Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we had for dinner that night. I'm pretty sure I like blacked everything out after that. I was like, okay, no. Come on, Andy. Intervention get Allison Come on, Andy. One from you and we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of hard pressed because my cooking is usually like put a cup of uh, Campbell's cream of mushroom soup on top of anything and you've got a meal. <laughs> Like pasta, <laughs> macaroni, put some Campbell soup on there and you've got sauce. Chicken. Mm-hmm. No wonder you subscribed to Frankie's channel like while he was here. You're yeah. like, I need all the help I could get. I have a failed science uh, story because after college, my buddies and I, we went up to Newport, Rhode Island because one of my roommates, his dad lived up there. And his dad's place was like a bachelor pad because his dad was up there by himself. So you go to the kitchen and there's just not much in the way of supplies. So my buddy Mike says, I'm going to make some pancakes. So we were all excited. And he's looking for a pan. He can't find a pan. So the only thing he can find is a Pyrex dish, like a 
Pyrex pie dish. And we're like, that should work. Pyrex is like indestructible. You can put boiling water in it. You can put it in the microwave. It's fine. So he puts it oh, on no. the electric stovetop and he starts making pancakes. And the rest of us are watching TV. And about five minutes later, we just hear this like explosion. It just goes. Oh, my God. And we just we like freeze. We're like, Mike, are you OK? <laughs> and we hear, yeah, I'm fine. Pyrex dish is not <laughs> the thing just blew up. I don't know how Mike was not injured. I mean, there was like sh- there were shards of glass everywhere. You could have been blind. Like somehow he was he, he survived without a scratch. We had no pancakes. No, that's I think that's that's a suitable. Idea. No pancakes. <laughs> no pancakes for you. Liz had Liz had something. She had a Pyrex dish explode in the oven. Oh, man. Uh, hey, I forgot a couple things, guys, and then we're going to go. Usually we don't talk biz at the end of the after show, but you know what I forgot? I forgot to say who won our giveaway. Uh, Ron, Ron Coleman answered 34. Eric uh, Williams, our friend Eric from, from Detroit, answered 34. Ivan from New York. I love the fact that we've met some of these people, OG. Um, that's right. Uh, Ivan had 33.433333 because that's an Ivan answer right there. <laughs> Uh, so, so you three get the books. We'll flip a coin to see who's first between Ron and Eric, and then, uh, we'll work through to see who gets, who gets, which one, um, last is if you, if you like this video tonight, you think it can help somebody, uh, please give it a thumb up on YouTube and, uh, forward the YouTube, uh, the YouTube, uh, uh, page that it's on. Listen to me. I know all about my YouTube, the, the uh, page Just on do the, the thing with the internets do, and there's do, some do. sort of way to make other people people watch it. It would yeah. be helpful. We have a show notes page. It's live with links to Allison's, uh, uh, two awesome things and, uh, uh Frankie show. So stackybenjamins.com and, and look for that as well. And, uh, this will go up as a just video hanging out on YouTube. We're not going to take it down. And we're actually going to play the audio clip, uh, Wednesday after next, I think on the show. So Allison, thank you. Andy, thank, thank you. you. Love you guys. OG. Well, it's fun. See you later. See you later, everybody. Peace. Thanks so much. Thanks for having Bye. me and my ukulele. Thanks guys. <laughs> well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is military appreciation month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD, employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.